Hey, everybody, welcome in to The Wrap. A little bit later in the day, but we are here. Tom Azaway on NRM Streamcast alongside my partner, Clarence Black. We are in the house. We are healthy, thank God. Our families are doing well. We're all trying to do well here at NRM Streamcast. We welcome you into the Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. We're all taking our precautions and trying to stay indoors and trying to do things the right way. And we're launching uh, on social media today. Use the hashtag Hey. 19 H E Y 1 9 Hey 19. It's our 24 7 Hey 19 network here on NRM Streamcast where we're trying to bring you and keep you up to date on everything that's going on with this virus as, as it's changing our lives here and our world. As our world changes by the minute, we are trying to bring you more programming and live programming. And our phone number is going to be the same. All day long. So try to write this phone number down. It's pretty easy. 844-999-9249. That is our call in line. And it's open all day long. We have our first hour here, 2 to 3 in the afternoon. We're going to concentrate on sports and try to bring it to you and keep it light as much as we can. And obviously talk about the world of sports as we... Sports used to be our crutch. We used to lean on it, Clarence. And now it's gone. And I know it's so minute in our world, especially I'm talking to Captain Black here, soon to be major. The, and you could fill us in on you know, on, on the, our uh, world, man. Man, I love the the lyrics are ominous, man. Steely Dan, little Steely Dan. Hey, nineteen. Please take me along when you slide on down. Damn. So here's our lineup. Two to three, we're gonna bring you sports. The rap with Maz and Black. We got that. And then two days a week of the five, we're gonna bring you King and Foster. So we're going to call this our sports block hour, 2 to 3. After us, we have a 3 to 4 hour. We're going to bring in some entertainment for you. Try to keep it light. 4 to 5, Darren McCarty's in the house. Not for sports, but for Darren McCarty and what he brings to the table. And he's going to ask you, basically, like we're going to ask you, what are you guys doing out there? What are you doing to survive? What are you doing to pass the time? Your kids are home. Darren's here with his grind time. 5 to 6, we're going to go medical. Try to bring in some doctors and some great voices for you so we can learn about this and how we survive. Six to eight, we're going to go to our community and our business network. And uh, one of our bosses here, Paul Benzman, one of the founders on NRM, will be in talking business and community with some of the movers and shakers, like Paul Glantz of Imagine Theaters. I mean, what these people are going through. Yeah, man. It's unbelievable. I mean, you rely on your business, yet your business is not open. It's not thriving. No one's going to the movies anymore. Everything is shut. And then after 8 o'clock, 8 on, we're doing entertainment for you. We're bringing it. We're bringing the Wookiee. We're bringing Star Wars. We're bringing Geektainment. We're making it fun. You never know who's going to show up on our airwaves and on our video (laughs) platform. And you can get us anywhere on on your – we stream live. It's NRM Streamcast. So – Anywhere you can get a podcast or a video podcast or anywhere you want to watch TV, we are there for you. And Clarence and I are here to try to bring some levity to uh, the yeah, Detroit man, sports I know it's, fans. Listen, you, so you're like me, man. You got kids at home trying to get stuff done. My poor wife, man, is trying to work you know, downstairs in the basement. We got four kids floating around who have no concept of we work from home. So if you're out there and your parent trying to work from home, man, and you're not built for it, I get you. Trust me. It's hard to work to be from here. home. It's hard to work it's hard from home. It's hard as hell. You know, I don't know if I can work from home. I guess I could if I had to be on the air. Yeah. But if you just give me like a business job, all right, Maz, work from home. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in, I'm going to be walking around the house in my uh, pajama shorts. I'm going to walk outside, take take Jeter out for a walk. You, know. you wouldn't know, man. You'd work. 
I mean, you would. You would. It's I, I'd a, come so in. I, I've done it, man. You can. You can do it. Watch Sports Center. Oh my God! Look at this trade. Oh, only. Bro, you gotta oh. be. You gotta be disciplined to do. it. I know you do. You just do. It's very hard. I mean, you gotta I'm have not, a good I'm, gig. I'm not you. Hey, listen. There's I'm not, not many, me. There's not many people that Bro, are, I'm that not are like you. Trust me, I'm not like. I'm not me. I, I'm the same way, man. If I'm sitting in front of a TV, it takes me forever to get some stuff done. I've called like you forever. in the morning. I've called you in the morning, and you don't sound like an early riser to me. For, Bro, I'm for not, a man. Guy. I am not, dude. Listen to me. I, I will, hear that scratchy voice, me. man. That's what do you want, man? I will get up. I'll work out and go back to sleep. I will literally get up. Work out and go go right back to sleep. On days I <laughs> well, have to. At least you work out. But listen, if I don't, man, I am a night. I'm a the consummate night owl, bro. I, if you give I me a choice of get up, too. listen. I if do. you give me the choice, get up at five or go to bed at five, I go to bed at five. Get a, go to bed at five, up at noon. I'm good. Well, you know who gets up early because you got to. With the Lions, you never know what the heck's going to happen. And just to bring you a couple more deals from today, we go out to Michael Rothstein, ESPN's Detroit Lions. Beat reporter. Hey, Michael, thanks for coming on with Maz and Clarence. Yeah, hey, no problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, it's and, always uh, great to have you. You're doing two some, and a half days. You're doing some great stuff. It is so odd, Michael. Well, hey, like, so Mike, odd. Wait, so look, first off, man, how, like, what are you doing to get through all of this craziness, man? Because you, well, you're working from home like everybody else, right? How's that working out for you? I mean, I work from home every, I pretty much work from home half of the year. Home or coffee shops, so just, you know, instead of getting, I don't drink coffee. Yeah, neither do we. <laughs> neither do we. But, Oh, you do. Uh, yeah, I quit coffee. I quit coffee actually three <laughs> years ago today. Cold um, turkey because I was drinking two Trentas. If you've gone to Starbucks before, you know, like Trent. I think it's on the menu now, but it used to not be. It's basically like a big gulp of coffee. I yeah. had two cold brews of that a day in Boston, and it was really affecting me to the point where I'm just like, I can't do this anymore. I I was crashing out at like 3.30 every day because I would have both of them before news and it just was not, it just wasn't working. And one day I was just kind of like, it, it was, I think, just after free agency had ended that year and I was like, you know what? I need to not do this. I'm done. And I quit cold turkey and have had one uh, cappuccino since in uh, Barcelona. Good for you. Last month. Yeah, so and listen, you got to deal with coffee, the lions. Usually, <laughs> yeah, but I usually work in coffee shops and get water. So now I just have water or tea at home instead. So nothing really has changed from my, uh, at least during free agency week, honestly, from what I would normally do. Usually I would get up, I'd try to get a workout in early. Uh, instead of being able to go to the, to the gym down my block, uh, I work out at home. And other than that, uh, I then am kind of paying attention to free agency, making phone calls, trying to break stuff or confirm stuff. And, uh, then basically kind of at, between that, I've got a couple longer term stories I'm working on in, between the NFL and MMA and I'm transcribing notes from that and just kind of keeping busy and the Lions have been making moves at all hours of the day and night. Yeah. And Monday night, they uh, agreed to terms with Nicholas Williams from Chicago at 1145 at night. I, I, so one week or week and a half a year, I keep my, my work cell phone, I have two cell phones, I keep my work cell phone by my bed. And I heard the familiar chime, and I looked over, and I was like, all right. And I rolled out of bed and went back to my couch and went back to the laptop, <laughs> got, some terms com- got some terms confirmed in that, like, 15 or uh, maybe 20, 30-foot walk from my bedroom to my couch. Uh, and 
just kind of wrote another story and then crawled back into bed. Good for you. That's just kind of how this goes. Luckily, it wasn't a big-time signing, so I didn't have to worry about being a video or anything like that because, you know, my, my hair was all over the place and I looked like I had just woken up, which uh, I had Which done. you did. Hey, today they made a couple of moves. Today they signed Danny they Shelton, did. two years, $8 million, and they make a trade. I like this trade. They get Deron Harmon, a cornerback from New England, and they swap late-round picks. So I kinda like a, that's kind of like a giveaway. I think it was a cap casualty for the Patriots, but I think the, the Lions make out on that deal finally. Yeah, actually, I think the Lions' moves they made today are the two that seem pretty logical to me. I, Danny Shelton... It was a great move, I think, because, uh, and I did a video on this, and I'll probably talk about it later tonight on my podcast. I've had a podcast drop yeah, every morning. It's called the Michael Rossi Show. And, uh, the one thing you can look at with this move with Danny Shelton is the Lions were going to pay Damon Harrison a lot of money this year. I think that the base salary was $8.5 million for 2020, and the cap charge was higher than that. And... They got Danny Shelton, who's not as good as Damon Harrison, but theoretically more in the prime of his career, ascending in his career versus Damon Harrison, who was contemplating retirement at the end of the season. They're getting for two years for less than what Harrison's base would have been for one. That's a good deal, even if he doesn't give quite right. the production that Damon Harrison did, but I don't think it's bad from a signing standpoint I, I really don't it's uh it, it works for me in a lot of ways as far as i think what the lions are trying to do he's definitely a replacement for snacks harrison he'll probably play somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of snaps they'll come off the field on third down and i don't think that the lions will see that much of a drop off if at all there and yeah then to your point about deron Harmon, i think it's a smart move it'll allow them to move tracy walker down a little bit more it gives them a little bit of cushion when it comes to Will Harris, maybe not necessarily needing him to be a full-time starter. Maybe you can make him your third safety. I think it probably, although I have been told maybe not definitely, but probably I would think it would close the door on Tavon Wilson returning to the Lions. But you never know. I mean, they like Tavon. The Lions like Tavon Wilson a lot. I do. I like him. He obviously brings, yeah, he brings something to the defense, and there are different types of safeties. If you bring if you bring back Tavon Wilson at that point, that probably means you really don't have much confidence in Will Harris. Really, uh, but really? Harmon, Harmon only has one year left on his deal unless they extend him. So that's a short term solution potentially at that point, and it could be a stopgap. But to me, all of these moves that are former Patriots yeah. signal a couple of things. One, the Lions clearly want players they're comfortable with at this point in what's looking like probably going to be a all-in have-to-win year based off of everything we've heard. And the second thing, and this is actually, I I don't know if this is intentional or if this just happens to be a byproduct of what they're doing in kind of their own way. But right now we have no idea about when off-season workouts are going to happen, if the off-season workouts are going to happen, right. when the season might. Like, there's so much unknown in sure. this world right now. Because right? everything is shut now. That, All the deals, everything right. is shut. Yeah. Camps are shut. Right. The media centers are shut. and There's nothing open anymore. Right, absolutely. But So my point is this, is that you don't know when you're going to get to work with these guys. You don't know when you're going to get to have them to start to play together. So all of a sudden, by bringing in all these guys who know your scheme, who in 
most cases, you have, in, at least with Jamie Collins and Deron Harmon, you have coached who you know exactly what role you want them for, and you know what they can do. That, I think, is a benefit and a bonus that maybe is unintended based off of what they're doing, but I think it could really help them defensively this year. And because, look, all those Patriots moves, right? Like, I don't count Danny Amendola at this point. He was with the Lions right. a year ago. and but, but all of their moves so far that have been former Patriots have all been on defense. And that, to me, says that they have a very specific thing that we all know they want to do on defense. And they are trying to make sure they have players that understand it from the jump. Okay, so and now they're on defense. To me, Mike. that makes sense. All right, so if they if they come, if they're going off for the defense, and my man Clarence Black here is like, okay, if you're showing us you want defense, is that what they're going to draft at number three, or are they going to still trade down? What's your what's your take on that? And we're talking to Michael Rothstein here from ESPN with the Lions. Yeah, I, I don't totally know at this point. I mean, I. I would imagine, yes, they still go defense at this point. I don't think – I've never been in the belief that they're actually going to take to attack Leavola. I just never really have bought into that. And, I listen, them signing Chase Daniel, looking at his contract numbers, I don't think that that automatically means that they're out of taking to a, just because they signed Chase Daniel. But I just can't see them really going after Tua at this point. At number three, especially when you have, you'll have two, at least two of, if not potentially all three of, Chase Young, Isaiah Simmons, and Jeffrey Okuda on the board, and Derek Brown, and Javon Kimball. Like, those are like the five elite defensive players in this draft. And without pro days, without private workouts, without top 30 visits, those will likely stay the five elite defensive players in this draft. So you can draft one of those at three, or you can trade down. And I think right now you look at it, you look who needs a quarterback. Miami still needs a quarterback. San Diego. The Chargers still yeah. need a quarterback. LA, and you say, okay, that's, that's at five, that's at six. If I'm the Lions, I'm now, granted, one of them could go and sign or trade for Cam Newton. One of them could go and sign Jameis Winston. One of them could go and get Andy Dalton. And New England's out there, too, but I don't think the Lions would trade all the way down with New England, although obviously they have the pedigree of trading with New England. Uh, I think they'd need a lot. They, they, they basically, I think, would need, like, I, I couldn't even tell you what they would probably need to, to make that move. But to me, I look at that and I say, okay, they've got if they could move down to five or six, they're still going to maybe get Okuda or Simmons or Brown or Kinlaw. You'll get... Three of those four guys will be available because Chase Young is not getting passed. So, Mike, if you number three, right? If they want to build, and I have said this, man, show me where your talent is, and make that the focal point of your team. As I look at the offense, the glaring, the glaring weapon is Matt Stafford. What are they doing? What is the plan? Because to me, the, the one of the best things you can do to help your defense is by not putting them on the field so much. I mean, there are so many games this year where the offense didn't help the defense. Not that the defense was gangbusters, but so, I mean, what what is the plan? I think Lions fans were like, okay, you're telling me we're not going to trade this guy because he's great. He's got an arm. He's got this. He's been, a, you know, whatever you want to say. And my point is just, look, man, if you, if you want to piecemeal the offense but tell me, hey, we're stacking up on D and we're going to figure it out on offense, got it. What is the offensive game plan 
as they as they envision it for this year? How should it look based on what you know? I mean, I think it's going to look similar to what they did last year. They haven't made many changes there. Yeah, the offensive line coach is different, but it's going to be the same because it's not like they went and got somebody from outside because they promoted Hank Fraley, who has been a Jeff Davidson disciple for years. So that's not going to change. Uh, tight ends coach, uh, okay, fine. They have a new tight ends coach. But everybody else is the same, and the scheme is the same. And listen, offensively, it wasn't a problem until Matthew Stafford got hurt. So I think you're, you're looking very similarly at what they did last year to what they're going to probably try to do this year. And you have two really strong options on the outside, and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, you have a slot in Danny Amendola. I imagine at some point they're going to take a receiver, considering there's like 400 receivers yeah. in yeah. this year's draft who are all extremely talented, right? Like, you can get an extremely talented receiver around two or around three, whether it's uh, K.J. Himmler or, or uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, just looking at the Big Ten guys, right? The, the Rigar kid from, from TCU, yeah. maybe the Colorado kid, uh, I'm just blanking on his name right now, falls to that. There's going to be so many receiving options. Maybe Justin Jefferson from LSU falls down there. Like, huh. There are going to be so many receiver options in this draft that at some point they're going to take one, and they have to kind of because of their situation at receiver, which is at least for now until Kenny Galladay gets an extension that many of us expect he will get, the top four receivers are all in contract years. But if they're, so, if they're in win now, Mike, does it make sense to grab a weapon if you can, a Judy or a Lamb, to put out there and, and create some – to create some, I, I guess, some three. angst? Not a three. Yeah. Uh, at six, maybe. Maybe if you really if you really feel good about what what you've got otherwise on defense, but you got to remember Matt Patricia is a defensive coach, and some of those elite defensive talents out there are, are really really elite. I mean, I look at Isaiah Simmons and I look at Jeffrey Okuda, and those guys are are really high level players, like really really high level players. And if you have a chance to get one of them. I think you do it, and listen, you can get, say, okay, let's just for argument's sake, say they trade with Miami and they pick up one of Miami's other first-round picks as well, yeah. maybe the, the second of their first round, the, or the last one of their first-round pick. I think it's number 26. Let's say they do that, like for argument's sake, right? Well, you can still take a receiver there and, and get a pretty darn good receiver at that point. It might not be Judy. It might not be CeeDee Lamb. But it's going to be a really good player. That's the deepest part of this draft is at receiver. So I don't think you need to take a Jerry Judy or a C.D. Lamb, and I don't think you need a Jerry Judy or a C.D. Lamb based off of what you have right now. Hey, Mike, can you hold through a quick break? To me, if if they take offense in the top ten, if they take offense in the top ten, to me it will almost – I feel that it would probably be an offensive lineman at this point because there are a few really stud-level offensive tackles up there, and – to me, then, at that point, that signals maybe you aren't keeping Taylor Decker around for the long haul because he's going into a contract here. But I think the signing of Big V or uh, Hal, <laughs> yeah. call him, Hal I'm, not going to, yeah, I'm not going to pronounce his name. Uh, Halapuli Vati The signing Vati. of him, to me, signals <laughs> that like they, they've put at least two years into him based off the contract structure. But if he's 
it'll be a really good deal for them if he ends up being what they hope he'll be. And that maybe lessens the need for a tackle. Hey, Mike, can you hold through a quick one-minute break with us? Sure. I appreciate it. Michael Rothstein, uh, Lions beat reporter for ESPN right here on The Wrap. Tom Mazzleway, Clarence Black. Clarence Black. We're back. Clarence Black. We're black after this. (laughs) This is Jimmy King and Terry Foster. King and Foster only on NRM Streamcast. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim Hey, we're Joe and Sarah. From Pop That Culture. Uh-huh. Yes, it is a show where we talk about uh, pop culture. The only uh, the freshest yeah. pop culture. Uh-huh. Really? Well, I mean, it might be a couple days old. I we don't know. Save a couple dollars. Yeah, you can watch mm. us at noon, and then if you watch us at another time, then that's not so fresh. Tom Mazzoway, Clarence Black, here on The Wrap, NRM Streamcast. We're with Michael Rothstein, ESPN's Lions beat reporter. Happy, uh... We're happy to have him. How about with Chase Michael Daniel? makes sense. He does. Michael makes sense. He does. Here's the problem. Thank you. Michael I makes sense. That. But here's the problem with that. Nothing okay. nothing lines up. And so as fan and I I keep coming back to this man and I'm trying not to is if you're telling me your defense, you're going to be you you are going to be a defensive football team that is your identity, that is where you want to go then that makes sense except for why not move staff and get some parts and pieces for it. I just I guess I'm just I'm looking at this because like who's going to play quarterback for you, man? Like who's going to play quarterback if I guess Chase Daniel who, now. But you got I mean there are people out there Joking, you got of course. you got Jameis, you got I mean to me there were people out okay. there Okay. All right. All right. All right. Slow down for a second. I am. I'm like, trying. Seriously. No. Slow, slow down for a second. Would you rather have Matthew Stafford or Jameis Winston? He's 25 years old, Mike. It threw 30 touchdowns, granted, 30 picks. I, I, I get 30 it. Picks. I get it. But 30 he's 20. Pick, 30 picks. And he's on and the right side of 25. And he's a he's doesn't got. Doesn't matter. Who's going to train matter. him? Yeah, that's true. There's no one on this staff that's going to train him. Would you rather. You, again, you need to win now if you were Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn. So. Who would you rather have for 2020, Matthew Stafford or Jameis Winston? Matthew Stafford with weapons, with more weapons. Which he has. Which he has. Who would you rather have, Matthew Stafford or Cam, or, or Cam Newton, who's had a ton of injuries? Oh, Staff, because I don't think Cam Newton can stay upright. Okay. So, again, those are Matthew Stafford or Andy Dalton. Stafford, please. Stafford, yeah. How about Nick Foles right. going to the so Bears? No, so, <laughs> well, no, but no, but just to prove my point, so you just answered your question of why not trade Matthew why why not trade Matthew Stafford because the three best free agent quarterbacks left on the market right now you just said Matthew Stafford's better than all of them uh, so why would you trade Matthew Stafford beyond the fact that it will actually cost you more money against the cap and beyond the fact that you've built an offense around Matthew Stafford right beyond all of that why would you trade like you just said that the three guys who are left Matthew Stafford is better than them. So why would you trade Matthew Stafford? I, I get the whole rookie thing. I, I understand because I, I want you there long term. I want I them all in. Term, but that's not. But the, right. But the, them going all in doesn't mean drafting Tua. 
or does it mean drafting Justin Herbert? Or just does it mean drafting Jordan Love? By the way, you've got me pretty passionate here. Like I'm just <laughs> yes, I want. Bit. But listen, uh, I, so if I'm Mike, if I'm looking, if I'm looking at a 49ers team that was four and twelve, and then turned it around, what Lynch did, he built, he built something on defense, which I get. I am all for defense, man. If you want to go defense, I get but it. Stuck like, with their quarterback. He's younger, man. Garoppolo's younger. I, mean, I I get it, but you're acting you're acting like Matthew Stafford's 39 years old. Yeah, and I guess I just feel like he. I, well, you're just worried about his back just, and he, stuff. Listen, I get it. Matthew Stafford's been around for a long time, but he's still like early 30s. It's not like he's 36, 37, even like Rodgers. Like he's still in his early 30s. That people are just. So used to Stafford being around. Yeah, because he's played a long time. Been around for eleven yeah. plus seasons because he came into the league early, and he started right away. Other than obviously his injuries the first couple of years, he was a, he's been a starter for so long in this league that you you just think of him as older than he really is. All right, so he, we agree. And you agree he's the best player on the team. Yeah, pound for pound, talent for talent, he is he is the most talented player on the team. Yes, although I would say Kenny Galladay is pushing it. Okay, so if, but if you're telling me again, if you're telling me my talent is shifting this way, why wouldn't I shift my resources and say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna go hard at our where we're talented, we're gonna invest in where we're talented, and then figure it out. Maybe it's not the best strategy, but go all in on offense and make make this team a bitch for people to stop, and then just try and band aid the defense together. I don't understand Please. this idea that we're gonna like we're shifting all our resources to the defensive end, and we're gonna turn around with a team that's gonna keep the defense on the field again. Well, because here's the thing: they can, they can. You you saw that with Jim Caldwell's team. That's essentially what they did with Jim Caldwell's team, and they didn't win all that much then. Which was you had other than 2014 when that team was really really good. They didn't have defense. And so what they're doing is, like, they are basically saying, we like a lot of what we have on offense. And I expect them to add on offense during the draft. I think they might even add a piece or two in free agency. Like, I expect them to add pieces, a piece or two. But you like your offensive core for 2020 if you're the Lions right now. I think it could be one of the more explosive offenses in the league. So what do you need to do? You need a defense, like that. you you guys were saying before, that needs to keep them from being on the field all the time. Like... As far like as far as like just being able to play like that didn't make a ton of sense. Sorry, but, like, <laughs> you're all right. I, Look, I'm, so I'm glad I, was, I got you riled up, man. You need a defense hey. to keep them on the field, keep the offense on the field. We got That's you ready, Mike. We got you ready for your own podcast now. We yeah, got we your go. blood boy. You when I when I go tonight, I'll be talked out. But like, hey, no, we appreciate it. Hey, listen, when you, I, when you, I love the podcast, man. I love the podcast. I'm going to be checking it out. You're the man, brother. Thanks, Michael. We appreciate it. We're running out of time here. Wish we could have you on for another half hour. Oh, hey, no problem. Thanks, guys. Didn't realize you were up on time. All right, buddy. Michael Rothstein. It's uh, Detroit Lions, ESPN, beat writer. And uh, can't believe our time is up already. This just in from Ian Rappaport, by the way. The Chargers are saying they are not going to sign a free agent quarterback. They're going with Tyrod Taylor. So you know they are drafting a quarterback. They're going to try to move up. Hey, we're going to keep this train rolling. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to keep it going. Here on The Wrap, Clarence Black, Tom Mazaway and company on NRM Streamcast. Join us for part two right after this.